personal note, I have less time to record new people. My approach as I move forward is to record when there are multiple poignant concepts that combine into an inspiration to record. This episode, recorded in January of 2022, is such an example of that. Uh, This was a day that commemorated uh, Dr. King. It also commemorated the first detections of COVID-19. And that Monday night, it was when a group gathers at the Buddhist temple of Chicago in Uptown. On that MLK and what happened to be recognitions of the beginnings of the pandemic, a very special practice took place in which students and participants in a Japanese swordsmanship class were commemorating their late recently deceased sensei. What follows is a story from the neighborhood and I hope can connect to mindset and emotional capacity that can be thought of as Uptown. This is the Uptown Community Podcast, recorded in Uptown Chicago. This episode should be the Moreshige Sensei episode, the subject of this episode. In this episode, I refer to him as Sensei Jiri, which symbolically undermines and stands for only a fraction of the complexity of this episode and how the day progressed, what it actually meant, and how it evolved that I ended up recording at the Iyado practice where Morishige Sensei was the longtime instructor. These various recordings took place at the Buddhist Temple of Chicago on Monday the 17th, MLK Day, as well as a two-year recognition of the COVID worldwide loss Over the course of the day, I was recognizing and reflecting on the impact and legacy of various types of loss. It just so happened that an influential member of the Japanese Buddhist community here in Uptown had passed away. What follows are discussions of the impact and legacy of Morishige Sensei. Yeah, it's all about just uh, community, and uh, so there, there's a community here of uh, the uh, Yago, Yado, yeah. Yago tradition, Yado. Yeah. Um, and w- what is your name? My name is Hoon Kim. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I've been uh, Morishige Sensei's uh, student since 2007, which would be about 14, 15 years right now. Um, and um, I, I 
decided uh, that I would like to participate in this for, you know, so, some time. I didn't know if it was going to be a year or two or, you know, six months. So it ended up being, you know, about 14 years now. Um, although uh, I haven't been able to come to the last couple of years because of, because of COVID and other life circumstances. But um, I still consider myself a, a Yaro student of the temple and a Morishige Sensei and Ashikaga Sensei. And, um, um, and I guess uh, it, it's not like uh, an activity that like most Americans, I'm assuming, would probably have like foremost in their minds. Um, uh, I mean, personally, I mean, I didn't think very much about, you know, what's the big deal about swinging a sword around? I mean, isn't this kind of like, you know, you know, it's interesting, but it's like of, of what utility is it? Uh, the Yago practice was already, always here at the Buddhist temple? Yago practice uh, has been here since uh, the 80s. Morishige Sensei and Ashikage Sensei started the group here in, oh, I forget exactly, 1980, 19, mid 1980s, might have been early 1980s. Um, Jane or Greg, his son, would, you know, have a more clear memory of that, but I think at least the 80s sometimes so it's been about close to 40 years you know at least 30 plus years yeah. it's been uh, a mainstay and uh, you said uh, so sensei jerry had a impact on you that's why you wanted to continue the tradition yeah um uh um sensei he's um uh you know he's if you ever met him he's, he's a very friendly person um He's, uh, you could tell that he's very passionate about Yedo, and I guess it kind of rubbed off on me. Um, and I was, you know, and it just kind of gleaned my interest enough where, you know, I would come down, you know, every Monday night. Um, didn't matter if I really felt like coming or not, I just felt compelled to come every, every Monday night when there was class. So, uh, and... You know, uh, and I just keep swinging the sword and keep sweating basically. We're going to do practice yeah. because this is what Sensei wanted. And Miss Jane says specifically for us that we were to do Keiko. Yeah. And Sensei would want this done regardless. This is who Sensei was. Okay. And then here, there are different Buddhist traditions of offering incense, so you can you may see other people do different ways. Here we just take a pitch and put it in the burner and uh, put our hands together in our space. Um, the chant I'm going to do is called the Sansege, the three sacred vows. And um, sometimes in our limited understanding, especially in this case for Morishige Sensei, it seems like he went so soon and you know, there's so much we would wish for him. But the, the chanting says that his 
wishes are fulfilled, his tasks are fulfilled, and now he's at peace. And he would tell you to come to practice, you know, come to practice regularly. Um, you probably already remember the last thing he would have said to you, uh, either in uh, your form or uh, you know, making sure that the chubity is uh, just right. So continue to work on that. Mm -hmm. Your name? Dominic. Dominic. An integral part of the the temple. Oh yes, without question. Yeah. You were the most important part of the temple. And then, um, well, part of uh, Iago. Yes, um, one of the founding members of, of Iago. Iago, okay. So, um, that is the sword arts. Um, what, what, what do you... Well, Iago is a 450-year-old martial art that was developed by the samurai when they couldn't use their swords in combat anymore and they didn't want to lose their skill. So therefore, rather than focus on a combat situation the way it used to be, now they're using it more of a Zen meditation. Now the focus is body, mind, and spirit. That you have to try to be one. Everything has to be all together, all one. And that's the premise of the idol. Hey, this is Raven. Yes. I just moved here last year, uh, okay. just began training here a couple weeks ago. Okay. All right. And then this, um, that, what, what is it about Iago that um, I'm still getting new, or introduced to it? So what is, what is your main takeaway from Iago? Why is it, why is it something that speaks to you? Um, Primarily because it focuses on the mind, and it is a... Uh, Iaido really focuses on focusing the mind and finding peace, and I wanted something that could help me, not just in a group training setting, but in practice at home, do something that could focus my mind and really help me find peace. Um, I'm a veteran, I deal with a lot of PTSD and things, and I wanted practice that could really help give me that sense of peace and something that didn't that didn't ignore the sword you know metaphorically literally as well as metaphorically something that you know kind of addressed it and the way Iaido seems to go at least you know from the research I've done and my experience with it the sword metaphorically in any form throughout history instead of you know shying away from it in order to, you know, to find peace, address it, pay attention, and uh, it's probably not the best way of stating it. Sometimes I stumble over my words. I'll think of an eloquent way to figure out later. So you started just this year? Yes. Did you meet Jerry? Yes. Um, first time telephonically, I called and uh, you had to find out about, you know, starting training, and I talked to someone, I don't recall who, um, she took my information, and then, I want to say maybe a couple hours later, I get a call back, and I didn't know exactly who I was talking to, except for it was like, just this really nice older gentleman, and I just, he said, you know, you know, come in at this time, this day, and, you know, learn about it, and I was like, yeah, okay, so I did, and I met him there at the table over there, and just, you know, from... I heard his voice, so I recognized his voice. I was like, oh, yeah, you're the gentleman I met over the phone. And 
we began talking and and he was absolutely fascinating uh, an absolute wealth of, wealth of information about about the sword about history and just fascinating talking to him I felt like I should have been taking notes <laughs> and then another student addressed him as sensei and I'm like oh this is the sensei just the nicest you know yeah, most relaxing guy ever and so I see the class it was, I got really excited and it was amazing finding an actual like, kindred spirit and he made me feel very very welcome um, more so than I'd felt anywhere in than, than I can remember well, um, I can, can see that that uh, that short relationship has had an influence on you and uh, thank you for sharing you're welcome thank you for documenting all this stuff i guess we'll, we'll start on uh, your name is uh mike yeah michael kudo so my family has been here for like two three generations you know mike kudo mike kudo and then also mike kudo again <laughs> oh wow okay yeah. I, I, I assume that the temple has been part of your your upbringing, your community. Yeah, uh, been here since uh, the older building, you know, getting lost and crying in the scary old basement and not no, uh, really understanding what the service is about, running around and getting yelled at. Those kind of fun little things when you're five and <laughs> running around. But yeah, no, been here my whole life. And then by the time uh, getting to high school, heard that they were... I heard through my dad that they were doing Eido here and uh, met Mr. Uh, Morishiga Sensei from there, and I've just been doing Eido since the last 17, 18 years. Was that just a, a tradition you kind of fell into, or was that something that you were really drawn to? Uh, yeah. At the time, uh, you know, young teenage boy, <laughs> is this like, Sorry. I really want, well, I really wanted to do kendo. And uh, growing up, actually, in the other, uh, the JAC and other Japanese part of the community, I did judo and I tried to do karate, but it also ended up with uh, a me as a crybaby and then me, like, uh, getting hurt a lot and other stuff. So I think <laughs> my mom was a little bit more hesitant than stuff. And the one thing that my dad was able to convince, like, oh, well, kendo, they get hit a lot, but in, in Iaido, it's about self-spiritual realization and working on yourself and you don't actually attack anybody specifically you're working on um it's pra practically shadow boxing you have to be able to just imagine your opponent and so on so uh, i th i think i was able to kind of get away with starting there and maybe i didn't quite get that when i was 14 or 15 yeah. but i think very fortunate even at that young age i was like oh wow this this is different this is not it, it means a lot yeah. Sensei Jerry was part of that process? Yeah, yeah, he's been part of, besides uh, helping with the uh, Japanese community as a whole and this temple, uh, he's done so much behind the scenes. Uh, he's been president multiple times, uh, <laughs> sometimes against his will for the temple and uh, and especially for the different martial arts behind the scenes for Kendo and for Iaido. Uh, he's been one of the figureheads that's helped uh, I really bind this community together for Kendo and uh, it, for from my point of view, Iaido is what I saw the last 15 or 20 years. Um, and he's, he's done quite a bit. Um, I think that um, I, I really wanted to come to this event um, not to just find out more about the, the temple and different um, 
traditions here, but then this day I'm on MLK and I'm remembering two years of COVID, you know, that um, there's lessons learned, there's um, influences on our life. So um, did Sensei Jerry have um, influence some, from talking to other people? It sounds like he was influential. Absolutely. I, I, I think the main thing, maybe he wasn't so uh, outspoken about you know, specific things, but he definitely cared a lot uh, about everybody in the community. He was incredibly kind, and I think one of the oddest, or I would say different things is that maybe a lot of other, you just hear more martial arts groups or other parts of the community can be a little bit more closed off. They kind of like, kind of keep things to yourself, you know, it's like, oh, well, we know you're a family member, or we know you from this person, and that way it kind of, it kind of creates this kind of closed thing sometimes, but Morishige Sensei was never like that. He opened his doors and his heart to everybody in the community. And with the Buddhist temple of Chicago being here in Uptown, that means something very different than it would be if we were in Japan or if even if we were uh, a temple someplace else in the city. And he was always warm and welcoming to you know, so many different people uh, in this community, even, outs even a little bit outside our temple on what normally would, but he's created such a positive influence so many people. Right. Okay, so yeah, inclusion sounds like a, an influence. Um, yeah, you, you take carry that into your life. Yeah, I definitely see that as something that it's now falls on my shoulders and everyone here to continue on with he, the, the legacy that he wanted. And that's the um, first and foremost is passed on. Nice style too. I want to make sure um, everybody is okay with the recording. And your name is Emily? Yes, Emily. Emily, and how long have you been a member of uh, Yago? Well, I'm not. I'm my uh, partner is a member. And oh, okay. uh, so we just came today for the, I came with for the service. Okay. And, just, and um, I think uh, Sensei Jerry has, um, I don't remember meeting. I think it's kind of blended together over the last five or six years, but um, you, you're, you're. I'm assuming you would be familiar. Yes, with, yes, with Sensei we were. Uh, yes, I had met. Uh, in fact, uh, Jerry and Jane, a remarkable woman. She had the best attitude, always friendly, uh, really charming, very charming. Did you happen to meet her? Did you know? I don't. I don't know if, if they were. Um, if, if they were attending temple the same day I was attending temple, so um, that was usually my my routine was um, meditating before the pandemic on the, the Sunday mornings. I meditate on the mornings today. And that's when uh, Reverend Patty was telling me about this this um, uh, gathering, and then. Um, it's, uh, I, I was just kind of reflecting on how different, how people process loss and 
the legacy of people. It sounds like kindness was a definite um, legacy that he left on your, he and Jane had left on your life. Yes, yes, very, uh, yes, very kind. And uh, considering he, um, you know, I believe that he was, uh, so we say, a victim of uh, the war. And I think his family, he was in one of the camps as, uh, you know, that the U.S. put Japanese citizens, uh, I mean, U.S. Japanese citizens into camps. And uh, that's where I believe Jerry was uh, in one of those. And, uh, but it's remarkable. He was able to overcome the, uh, the tragedy of that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is. I don't recognize everybody. That's just What's another um, layer of how much I was, I was that legacy and, and kindness is leading your best life. Right? Yes. Definitely a good takeaway. And um, who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Uh, this is Greg Morishiga. And so I'm. Um, Sensei Jerry was your dad. That's right. Morishige Sensei was my father, yes. How, uh, when Jerry first started coming here? Yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah. So my, my, my father has been attached to the, the Buddhist Temple of Chicago for, you know, since birth. Uh, first started going when the temple was on the south side of Chicago in Hyde Park, okay. and then it moved to Uptown. Uh, I'm not actually sure when it moved to Uptown. Maybe in the 50s or so, 50s or 60s? So, um, and, yeah. I, I started in um, with People's Church in the Preston Bradley Center. Okay. So Preston Bradley was um, influence, influential in welcoming uh -huh. the community here and being able to have the temple in Uptown. Yeah. So um, I've been familiar with some aspects uh -huh. of history. Uh -huh. um, were you ever um, living in the area? Yeah, we used to live in, uh, or the first place that I used to live in was in, in Uptown, actually, uh, near, uh, uh, off of Lawrence, close to the, uh, close to the drive, yeah. Okay, wow, okay, and what was that? 70s, uh, 70s, 70s, yeah. Okay, um, and you had attended the uh, temple at that point? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's my, it's, it's my uh, I guess, uh, home church, as it were, or whatever. Yeah, when yeah. did, when did um, Yago kick off, or was that always kind of an ongoing? Uh, the Iaido thing came, um, I want to say, in the 80s. Iaido uh, came in the 80s. There was uh, a rich uh, uh, history and uh, involvement from the kendo group, the judo group. There was also, I think, Aikido at one time here. And, uh, but with, um, with Iaido, that was kind of the extension of the kendo group to take this additional practice. Okay. So, yeah, it's been here for a very long time. Is, um, I, I, I think I'm, I'm just familiar with the, the temple. Yes. And just 
trying to get more familiar with uh, some of the other yeah. events. Um, and um, since the, the temple was kind of always part of your life, um, and then Iago did that kind of um, take over, become more important than the other one? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's... Uh, it's, it's so uh, is one in the same? Yeah, well, I, I mean, the the temple is, is one thing, right? It's a, it's a place of faith, but, you know, it, it, there's that dimension. But, um, you know, with the Buddhist temples uh, across the country, the Japanese-American Buddhist temples, they were instrumental towards the relocation of Japanese-American families after World War II and the concentration camps. So with the resettlements of all of the uh, Japanese-Americans after the closure of the camps, the, the temples were key pieces of community. And also there's Japanese-American Christian churches and, uh, uh, and so forth. But these uh, Buddhist temples were, you know, multifaceted in that part of it is the Buddhist uh, religion. But then it was also a place for the Japanese-American community to come together and do these practices. So that's why you have things like kendo, iaido, uh, and judo, and, and the like. You might have other things of uh, Japanese-American, uh, Japanese culture, too. So it's kind of this uh, intertwining between the uh, temple as a matter of faith, but then also for the Japanese-American community to be uh, connected. Great. And um, so my uh, podcast is uh -huh. kind of uh, based on the community uh -huh. here in Uptown. Yeah. And then also, um, I guess this is my second season. Okay. I'm trying to um, pull out aspects of humanity. Uh-huh. Um, so, um, aspects of, of faith, yes. some of the very fundamental things, shelter, um, but I guess um, remembrance and why this day in particular is like on uh, MLK Day and um, it's also remembering the, the two years of the, the pandemic. Uh -huh. um, so, I guess that that aspect of, of memory and um, why I wanted to come to this event uh -huh. to, to honor that. I think that's a continuing continual thing at the temple. I know yeah. once a month there's a memorial. That's right. Service. That's right. Yeah. 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 It, it, the pandemic has been hard, obviously, for uh, across communities and uh, you know, there's many studies about how people of color have been disproportionately impacted by the pandemic, whether that's health-wise or economically or what have you. Uh, you know, for this community of Uptown, it's such a, you know, to call it a, a melting pot or something like that is, is cliche, but it's such a richly diverse community, uh, ethnically, uh, all, all the various uh, facets of what diversity means. So, you know, I think, um, uh, I, I think, you know, this temple is a great place for, you know, people to, to come together. Obviously, it's a, a, a Buddhist place, but, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's part, of, part of what makes Uptown Uptown. And then for this event, you know, this, this is different in that it's my, my father's uh, uh, 
remembrance and uh, who passed away a couple of days ago um, but it's great it, but it's a, a, a symbol right of how uh, on short notice the community comes together yeah yeah yeah, I that comfort in the community. That's right. And that comfort in the, I, I'm just kind of curious on the ongoing tradition of, I know in this temple, the uh -huh. memorial, yeah. having the memorial service, yeah. is, that, is that kind of comforting in a way? I suppose. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I think it lands differently for, for different people, but yeah, I think it's a good, you know, uh, way to remember somebody. So yes, I, you know, the, the Shotsky Hoyo service that uh, Reverend Paddy uh, Honda could speak to uh, better than I. You know, it, it's a, a good tradition for families to come together, remember their loved ones. Uh, there's also other events like Obon uh, that happen to remember uh, loved ones who have passed away. So it's a good way to make uh, your ancestors, your loved ones, become part of your present. Thank you. Thank you. I can't imagine it's uh, hard, hard thing, but I No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> Thank you for willing to speak to me. It can't be easy. No. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this. It's a dojo. The dojo is that sticking together. The dojo is coming together. So we are taking care of each other as well as taking care of the family. Okay. So our focus is there too. Our focus is with the family, of course. And we as a group are focused also too. Okay. All right. Um, um, we're kind of uh, recognizing that Jerry, Sensei Jerry, has passed along, but um, also commemorating his legacy. Um, oh, without question, there's sorrow and sadness. Without question, it's shock. Yeah. Under shock about these things going on. That's pr perfectly normal. That's a human response. But once again, you know, we as a group will get through this together. Thank you, Emily. You're welcome. Nice to meet you. And that means to everybody. That's great. Thank you. Thanks so much. Hi. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for documenting all this stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this. We make up a brilliant tapestry. By examining the various threads and aspects of our community, we can appreciate how each and every person contributes in their own unique way.